Oh, are we starting? <laughs> oh, Welcome. hey everyone! Uh, hi, it's Tristan Jesus Roberts. Christ, you blew out the mic. <laughs> oh, can we do it again? Welcome back to Tastefully Mediocre. I'm your host, Nicole, and today we have a very special guest. Um, I ordered this with half and half. Shut up. I got almond milk. You got half and half. You got sweet cream, actually. I did? You dummy. Oh, then I have no argument. Hi, babe. Hello. How are you? I'm doing good. Welcome to the table. The podcast! Uh, it's so nice to finally be able to speak during one of these things. Oh, wait. I didn't even introduce you. Oh. I Did I? Do I? I just said hi, babe. Oh, my God. Welcome, Tristan Roberts, my favorite writer slash also my boyfriend. Woo! You know, that single round of applause <laughs> was probably the most I've received <laughs> in the past two years. Tell us about yourself. Oh, what's there to say? Um... <laughs> <laughs> You told me you had a lot prepared, so... Oh, I was lying. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Great. Because you know, like, when you sit down and you're, like, and you have, like, a wonderful stream of, like, consciousness, you're yes. like, oh, this would be great if someone could just plug in an auxiliary cord to my temple, mm -hmm. and people would think, oh, Tristan, he's so profound. The things he thinks are just so beautiful. But then you put an actual microphone in front of me, and then I just... <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Okay, I can talk about myself for at least two minutes, right? Yeah. Hi, uh, my name's Tristan with two Y's. Um, I get anxious when I'm high. Oh my god. <laughs> I knew this was going to be a disaster. Um, let me see. I was born in Portland, Oregon. Proud Leo baby. Uh, <laughs> not too proud because six months later, daddy went for milk and he never came back. <laughs> <laughs> Growing up in a house of all boys, I kind of wish he took me with him. <laughs> oh my god! Too deep, too soon. No, this is great. Keep yeah. going. I'm, I'm for it. Um, let me see. Uh, I'm an actor, um, but before anything else, I consider myself a writer, and uh, I think my prime passions are fantasy, science fiction, basically most fiction. Anything that's not about the shady world we live in, the better. So, I guess we could start with like how we know each other. <laughs> Yes, Nicole. How do we know each other? We met at the college we went to. And um, I remember... Can I tell the story or are you going to get mad? I don't know what the story is. The story is. of how I met you. Like, the real story. Sure, go for it. Okay. So, my last year at AMDA. And I had some time between classes. So, I decided to go grab some coffee. And I'm walking down Vine Street in Hollywood Boulevard. And this kid this guy i don't know why i called you a kid he's a kid this, at this point at this <laughs> he's, time he was a, he's kid. a kid in front of me he's a man but at this point he was a kid muzzle top we call that an arc <laughs> this was it a skateboard or a longboard you always oh, correct me it was one of those little penny boards i okay. remember because my feet are small but they still fit yeah. they barely fit on it anyways um so he's on this penny board and he's got his like huge headphones over his ears and he's just like skating up Vine Street, and all of a sudden, he just eats shit on the pavement. 
Well, the let me specify. I didn't payment. actually eat shit on the street. Okay, you you tripped this over something. This is California. There is legitimate shit on the street. You tripped over something. Your wheel got caught, whatever, and you fell. Mm-hmm. And I almost had a heart attack because I felt so bad for this guy I didn't know. And I was like, oh, my God, are you okay? Like, trying to get him to, like, say words because I felt so bad. I just wanted to make sure he was fine. And then he, like, did not acknowledge me whatsoever, gets up, brushes off, literally brushes off his shoulders and skates away. And I'm like, what a, what a rude person. Like, hold on. Hold this on. Was... How? Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. I, you've told this story before, but you've never end capped it with, wow, what a rude person. Yes, I have. You see a stranger eat shit with headphones on and... In terms of how I remember the situation, I do remember it because you've never let me forget it. That's but true. But in terms of the situation, I had no idea anybody even saw me. Yeah, So like, you're trying to reach out to a person that was unaware of who you were. No, totally, totally. But that's just, you know, that's I felt bad and I wanted to make sure you were okay. I don't need your pity, Nicole. Yeah, whatever. I'm and, a grown-ass little boy in this situation. <laughs> in, this, in this point in time. And um, he just scooted away. And I was like, wow, that was rude. Like, whatever. Go get my coffee. I come back like 30 minutes later. I walk into my last class of the day. And lo and behold, there's the kid who ate the pavement. And I'm like, what the fuck? Of course. And so I think we were in class together for like a couple weeks, maybe a couple months. It was like me and then Dan Dorito and then you. Do you remember that? Yes. I totally remember that. I think I could ever forget Dan DeVito. <laughs> I forget how we I forget how we like first spoke though. CVS. Oh right. Okay, so I was totally crushing on Tristan, like hardcore. And I told my friends Gabby and Nick. And um, I just thought he was cute. Like, I didn't know anything about him. But then we walked into CVS one day and I'm like, oh my God, that's him. That's him. Like, that's the guy in my class who ate pavement. And what? You look like you want to say something. I was going to say it was because I worked at CVS. <laughs> you you couldn't walk up to me at school. You had to talk to me at my place of business. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Did I, I? I don't think I really like thought anything of it. But we were having a birthday party for my friend's boyfriend but we were hosting it at my place and we invited you i'm like forgetting everything i'm forgetting so much right it's now it's okay let me come in yeah it. please i hate talking this was nicole coke in primetime vlog state yeah so basically everywhere you went you had a camera with you yeah and so i guess i didn't have the camera then though no but it was later that night as yeah. well so um <laughs> let me let me format this. Yeah. Let me let me get down in the dumps. Uh, I remember working at CVS and I hated it. Every, because <laughs> every day after school I would go into work for an extra four to six hours. Yeah. For what I couldn't tell you. Um. So, I've seen you walk in a couple of times, like to the point where I could recognize you. Um. I'm like, oh, I think she went to Amda or something. And then you guys walked into my counter. And you just started chatting and being super social and me being in my low state. I was like, please, any any sort of positivity would be wonderful right now. <laughs> and you guys are like, oh, come. Like, it, when do you get off work? Like, come in. I remember it was us. really hard to get you to come, though. Well, yeah, because. And I, I thought know, it was because of me. I don't know about you, but have you ever finished a shift and it just went, you know what? My social batteries died about two hours back. 
And if I were to sit in the room with you, yeah. one of us is walking out of there. Yeah. But, you know, it came to it where I was desperately in need of friends. And lo and behold, what walks to my door, but three of the closest friends I'd ever have in college. Yeah. Um, so then we hung out for a, a very long time, repeatedly. Um, a lot of art exhibits. A lot. Yeah, we went to a lot of museums. Um you told me I looked like a vampire. I have. I, uh, I tell you every day. I you have. Look like a vampire. That's true. Um, I have recordings of you saying, "Has anyone told you you look like a vampire?" Then there was vodka. Oh my god! Which was your mixture of vi- uh, wine and vodka. I feel like a lot of this is like out of context for people who've never it seen is, your vlogs. But but basically, much of our early friendship was yeah. recorded. Yeah. Which is interesting because I've never had that before. And <laughs> Where I can look back and be like, oh, this is a memory. Yeah. Well, and it's not even like I just was so into vlogging that I like would basically unintentionally like make people be in the vlog, not realizing that they didn't really want to be in it because um, they were shy or, you know, what have you. And now I've stopped doing that. But meanwhile, I was but, the exact opposite where I'm such an intention whore that as soon as you poked a camera in my face, I was like, Oh, stop. But it the was views like the were no good. St- the views? The views were good when you were <laughs> Wow. You know what? If life is just spent being objectified the entire time, I don't mind it. Oh my god. Um, but yeah, we were friends for a while. I was totally I'm like I feel like Head over heels. This is honesty hour, right? We're like being super transparent. I totally was into Tristan. Um and then I remember And I was totally aware of it. From the immediate get-go. You were? Yes. What? How could... Yes. Basically, when someone is into you, there is a certain vibe that is put out that basically, for the sake of politeness, you kind of just like... But you, you, you kept hanging out with me. Yeah. So you must have liked me some, some way. I mean, yes, <laughs> but also... When it comes to making friends, Mm -hmm. there's going to be, like, if you're friends with someone attractive, you're like, there's going to be, if you're single at the time, an initial attractiveness, Yeah. But I was at a point in my life where I'm like, I don't need one person to dedicate my life outside of school to. So I was thinking a very, from a very pragmatic point of view in that, yeah, sure, it'd be nice to hop into another relationship and forget about my troubles, but I don't think that's what I wanted. But yeah, so, you know, I watched you date a couple people, nothing too serious. Um, and then, for the, oh, and then I told you that I liked you. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Very that was vividly. so scary. That was the, that was so fucking, I was so scared because I didn't expect anything to happen from it, but I just like wanted to get it off my chest. And let me tell you, it's so great when you put someone on the spot like that. <laughs> I didn't know, like, I don't know. I felt like it was. Well, clearly it worked out for you in the long clearly. run. Clearly. <laughs> like, I don't know. It was just so nerve wracking. But I had, you know, Gabby being like, just do it. Like, what do you, what do you have to lose? And I was like, yeah, just an entire friendship, but whatever. But you didn't make it like weird. It was still like, we were still friends after that. And it was like totally cool. Yeah. I guess because the point is, is like, I kind of already suspected at the mm-hmm. point. So it kind of confirmed what I already kind of knew. Yeah. So when it came down to it, I just tried to be as upfront as I could about it. And so, yeah, which was fine. But yeah, you know, we had like our moments of speaking, our moments of not. And eventually, I guess we could fast forward to when, where should we fast forward to? Oh, <gasps> Valentine's Day. <laughs> Do you remember that? 
You're going to have to be way more specific. Valentine's Day at Ken's place. <gasps> oh. And I freaking knew. At this point, I was like, are you okay with me sharing this? Yeah, go for okay. it. Okay. At this point, um, I felt like I knew that you were like more so into me than you ever had been because I just like felt like there was a vibe. I don't know. Maybe I was just drunk and like didn't really mm-hmm. see or think straight. But I'm getting all fidgety just thinking about it. You are? What do yeah. you mean fidgety? No, it's because what I remember from that night, um, several details, one of them being heavy amounts of like alcohol. Yeah. But like let's spare the viewers right now. Like nothing risque happened. No, not say. well. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to need... You're at a 10 right now. I'm going to need you at a 2. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just happy I got that parking pass so for the night so I don't have to move my car. Oh, yeah. Should we probably state where we're at? Because it's not your typical recording studio. Oh, yeah. Wow, this is all over the place. Sorry, guys. I haven't seen my boyfriend in a month, and I'm just excited to be in the same room as him. <laughs> Let me see. Um, I flew in mm-hmm. from Utah. Utah. The land of the mountain people. Yeah. Into 85 degree weather. Mm-hmm. Apparently, you guys forget that it's supposed to be fall right now. Yeah. I walked in for sweater weather, and I came into fucking beach tans. Can I swear on this? Yeah. How far can I take this? You can take this really far. Yeah. Like how far can really I? Really far. This? So where we're at right now is um, the house of my mentor slash friend slash old neighbor slash uh, director. Yeah. <laughs> slash director. Yeah. Wilts tease he out. He plays many. He wears many hats. Yeah, so Wilts T's out running the film festival game. Uh, I get to stay at his house rent-free, thankfully. And they kindly, him and his lovely wife, kindly said I could join too. So I appreciate that. That's my plus one. Yay! (laughs) I feel so honored. But anyway, yeah, so this is not our normal recording studio. But, yeah, you said you were getting fidgety just thinking about it. So It's because I typically don't think about these regularly, but... Mm -hmm. um, Yes, it was to the point where I don't think we'd ever been closer than during those days. Not that we're not close now, but it was being close to someone without being intimate yet. Yeah. So, effectively, there were several drinking games that were participating, and uh, like a spin-the-bottle-esque situation. So, I think that was the first night that we actually kissed. Mm-hmm. And that was like the crack in the dam, and Timmy couldn't put his finger in it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Timmy. Have you never heard of that? No. Little Timmy stuck his finger in the dam, saved the whole town. Maybe no. it's a Utah thing. I don't know. <laughs> I think the point is, is that um, it was kind of a floodgate after that. Yeah. Um, not to get too graphic, but Whatever. yeah. Um, I would say you that you liked me, and I knew it. <laughs> feel good about yourself. I feel great, babe. You liked the kid that ate shit. <laughs> he landed right on that fucking Kurt Cobain star. Or whatever it was. I'll, I have to say it as well. Whilst I was doing it, it was such a smooth sidewalk yeah. that when I hit the ground, I didn't just stop. I slid you a slid. good foot or two. Yeah. And when I looked at my front, it's caked in dirt and shit. Literally, probably. Yeah, but we're off topic. Yeah. But yeah, I knew that you liked me at that point. I was like, oh, it's it's solid. And like, this is it. And then you started dating someone else. <laughs> Aw. Funny how that works out, huh? Oh, God. Well, if there's anything I would want someone to take away from listening to this is that relationships are not a linear thing. Oh, yeah, of course. At least 
not the fun ones. <laughs> well, no. And I, I honestly, I think about this all the time. Like, I would never do it differently because I feel like I so deeply learned a lot about myself in those years of us just being friends. And I was just waiting for you to grow up. <laughs> I came out of the box just a wise little baby. Yeah. Month early, overweight, full head of hair, <laughs> full head of teeth. <laughs> your poor mother. <laughs> that was 2019, right? But sometime like mid-2019, you moved in with me because... My roommate died. Your roommate died. Yeah. Um, rip. Rest in peace. Yeah. Yeah, you needed a place to stay. It was temporary at first, and then we realized... We're like the best roommates ever. We really are, <laughs> and we're the best roommates. Um, you're the best bed buddy. Oh, thanks. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> really, because you chew me up for hogging the sheets every chance that I get. Be because you don't need them. You're always overheating. I'm always cold. That's true. I don't need them for the heat, Nicole. I you need them, them for the protection? Yes. Against the ghost? Yes. So, I don't know. You moved in and... Sorry, I'm just trying to keep somewhat on track. Um, oh, really? You want to keep things on track? Because what I have right here is 175 bad jokes that are so cringeworthy that you can't help but crack up. Oh my god, we'll get to those. But you moved in and... I don't even remember. You were dating someone else still, but you were sleeping on the couch. Who would it have been at that point? It was because I went to the run fair with you because you practically begged me to go. and I Because I'm trying to keep my social lives together. Yeah. It's more practical. Yeah. And I really, 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 really wanted to go, but not for those reasons. Mm -hmm. Um, And eventually I went and I had a good time with you. And I had a good time in general. I dunked a wench three times, right? Mm-hmm. Wasn't it three times? For those that don't don't know, dunking wenches where it's an old baseball, you hit the target, that person falls into a tub of water. But mm-hmm. they're a wench and they cat call you? Is that the word? They're like um I like egging you on, essentially. Mm-hmm. But all the guys missed. And then I went up there and I made the first one. Mm-hmm. And then I made a second one. It was, I've never been a sports guy in terms of, I never understood like, oh, someone scored a touchdown. Woo, yeah. yay. But I was never more personally invested than when you dunked that wench. <laughs> it was literally like, I picked you up. Yeah. There was like literally seven guys all around you, like jumping up and down like crazy. It was like you won the Super Bowl yeah. or something. Honestly, yeah. We were ready to put you up on our shoulders and just carry you through the place. It was incredible. <laughs> also, I don't think that LaGroix was at the time was too happy about that. She was not. No, I saw her face. But yeah, and then, I don't know, we dated, then pandemic. Should we get into that? Yeah, why not? Okay, you can tell that story. Um, so, big Kobe. I don't know if you heard. So, the pandemic struck. Um, I was to the point where I was living in Los Angeles. I didn't have a dime in my pocket. And, oi, what comes but a pandemic, huh? Really, really dampens the spirits. And so, um, I received a phone call from my parents. <laughs> you know, those are fun. Yeah. And, basically, they painted a very real picture for me. They basically said, Tristan... Things are going to go south real quick, and you are not in a place <laughs> financially, spiritually, yeah. ethically, morally. <laughs> yeah. Um, you are not in a place right now where you can outlast this. Yeah. And so... And you said, what about Nicole? And your mom said, well, Nicole shouldn't stay there either. Yeah. And she was right. Yeah. My mom. Turns out, tough as nails. Yeah. Um, 
So essentially what happened at that point was um, I drove home and then Nicole moved out as well and uh, we tried long distance and um, it was, I know this seems tough, but I think we're here now, so I guess I can talk about it. Um, it got to a point where I was getting accustomed to my new life back in Utah, and it seemed like COVID was just never going away. But the mm -hmm. thing was, is that I ended up living in Utah again, and I was getting in touch with old friends, and I was in a place financially I'd never been before, yeah. where, not to say like I was filthy rich, but I was at a place where my money wasn't being sucked up by rent every yeah, month. Absolutely. And so it got to a point where... Like, I could buy a car now. Yeah. Like, a new car. And I could have a place to myself mm -hmm. to rent. And so I could... It turns out I had all of this freedom, and it became so addictive to me. And then, rather selfishly, I would say, I would always get into these talks with you on the phone, and it was just rough on your end. And I really genuinely felt for you. But then it, it was this nagging feeling in the back of my head saying you don't want to go back to California. Mm -hmm. you, you've just finally, like, stood up for the first time in your life on your own, and you're going to immediately face plan as soon as you move back to L.A. Because I don't know about you, and my relationship with this city has been strange. I've worked so many odd jobs just to pay bills. I have... I have seen you in those odd jobs i yeah. remember and it just got to the point where i would get these little conference calls from my parents yeah and they would just ask new year's eve or new year's 2019 i remember that phone call yeah let me tell you that was we were at dunkin donuts <laughs> yeah um my parents don't get me wrong they love me they, they do and i love them because they are genuinely great people yeah they're also very smart people they're very pragmatic they're very realistic mm -hmm. and i'm only starting to grasp the coattails yeah. of what they're trying to intend for me <laughs> they've they've treated me a lot better now that i've actually like been in a film yeah. they're like oh so what's yeah. the process like big hollywood <laughs> um but um i would get these calls from them and it's not that i would lie to them but i would definitely cover like the hardships i was going yeah. through um but it got to the point where Back in Utah, I'm working, I'm doing commercials and productions again. Like, I'd seen more action yeah. back home in Utah in terms of my career than I ever did here. Yeah. And so it got to the point where I had to reach out to Nicole and be like, I couldn't format it correctly, which I know definitely fucked things up for us for a long time. But basically, yeah, I was the one that called it off. I think it was probably the first real breakup that I ever actually initiated on my side. It's the I'm first time I've ever been dumped. Yeah. <laughs> we both learned hey. something. <laughs> um, but... Little did he know, I didn't want to go back to L.A. either. Yeah. So, um, we broke things off. I'm going to say I broke things off then, just so... And I knew it was coming, too. I felt it. Yeah. It, you still feel it sometimes, which makes me think that maybe you just have anxiety. <laughs> well, we know that. Um, so I saw someone else for a bit. Didn't work out. Didn't work out because he remembered how much he loved me. Okay. <laughs> you told me that. I'm just I, repeating I, your own words. <laughs> I know, but the way you say it just sounds so gushy. Oh, 
You just love me so much. <laughs> Ew. Um. Anyways, why uh, didn't that work out? Um. You never told me. I think it had to do because the majority of my friends are female, and so oh, she really right. couldn't. She couldn't hang. Yeah, it's not that she couldn't. I think she just didn't want to. Well, that sucks. And I love so, your friends. Yeah, and I love my friends too. And I, I was upfront with her too about it. I think I said to her something along the lines of, "There's something that clearly needs to be dealt with on your end." So I said, "We'll part here." But yeah, after which, um, I got in touch with you again. It wasn't for the sake of like seeking all a new relationship, but it was nice. Not just getting in touch with an old friend, but an old best friend. Yeah. Yeah. And then I remember, like, our our conversations were so intellectual and, like, challenging towards just the way we think and address each other. And then we met up at uh, the Grand Canyon. For my birthday. Yeah. And then everything else. You drove ten, how many hours? Yeah, who's counting? A lot of hours. Yeah. In my new car. Mm-hmm. And he drove me around LA for the first time. Yeah. And not my car. (laughs) We went to the beach. We did. Um, Yeah. Because that was the veiled attempt as to why I was... (laughs) Literally, I think I told you this, babe. But, okay, so it all started because it was about to be Valentine's Day weekend. And you said, what are your plans for the weekend? I said, I'd love to take myself to the beach. And you said, oh, you know, I've been trying to go to the beach for a while. And then I think you made a joke about, or I made a joke about like, ah, you should come. And then like, eventually I realized you were serious and you were coming. Mm-hmm. And, and you I'm, know how things are in LA. Yeah. And Nothing I, but flakes. I remember talking to my therapist about this and I was like, yeah, he's coming for the beach. And I told her this whole story and she's like, babe, he's, you're the beach. <laughs> and I was like, oh, beach. <laughs> so, um. Yeah, I mean, in that time, I dated somebody else, too. V- very nice guy. Not not anything bad, but just wasn't really my... I think it was... He was more... I feel bad saying this. He was more of a band-aid than anything. Um, and for the full trench wound I left behind. <laughs> um, you know, those triangular bayonets that they can't quite cross-stitch back together? Um, you know those, right? Well, no, it's just... It just I think the whole thing just never really made sense to me because I always felt like there was more that you weren't saying, but you never were saying it. I never thought you cheated on me because that's not your character. That's not who you are. Um, And well, especially after that rumor about us years back. Yeah, but I would never want to go back into that ever again. And I knew that you would never live up to that rumor. So, um, you know, but I knew that there was something that he wasn't telling me, um, but I didn't think that you knew what it was either. Here's the thing about how my thought process works. Yeah. Is that usually I have a very logical, (laughs) pragmatic perception of things, which I think is a gift from my parents more Mm -hmm. than anything else. But it gets to a point where I can answer something logically. I cannot answer something emotionally. So things will make sense to me logically, which will lead to the decision. But ergo, that does not mean that I feel emotionally supported by the decision I just made. So... When it comes to trying to explain to other people my thought process, I can mm-hmm. only tell you the facts of the situation. Yeah. I can never tell you how I feel until months later when I finally process what it was, what the fuck just happened. Which you did, but honestly, I think, this is going to sound so lame, I think that you ending our relationship 
and was he, the best thing that ever happened to you. I think it was the best thing that ever happened to us. Seriously. Because I feel like now you're able to process your emotions more. And Say I feel right like, now. and I feel psych. No. Uh, <laughs> and I feel like I'm able to think more logically. I feel more grounded mentally. You know what I mean? We have never been more left or right brains, but it got to the point where I feel more comfortable being logical around yeah. us because I know you won't. <laughs> and I'll just let you do the emotional yeah. part. <laughs> but I don't know. I think I think we work pretty well together. You say work or worked? Work. I would say so. Current, not past. <laughs> <laughs> I think we worked well together in the past too, but I think, I don't know. I just feel like it's different this time, you know, like in all the good ways. Heck. Hey. What does a baby computer <laughs> call its father? Let Gada. me rephrase. <laughs> You're stupid. I don't want to play you. this game anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's a little brief history about us. Um, it was very tangential. It was, but that's how my podcast goes. So, um, do you did you just wink at me? No. <laughs> Sometimes I'll see a dog me. wink at me and then I'll remember they just do that when they're nervous. <laughs> um, okay, we are back the next day because my computer died and I forgot my charger so I had to go buy a new one. And we had better things to do. Like have sex. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <sighs> okay, so basically um, on my Instagram story... Are you proud of yourself? It was just a sip. <laughs> On my Instagram story, I put a little questions poll thing, and I said that you could ask us questions. So we're going to answer some of those questions right now. You ready, babe? Yes. Okay, cool. I nodded, but I realized that <laughs> wouldn't compute. Um, I'll just go in order. So this is from Smokey and Nay. They said, how do you support Nicole at times she's feeling anxious or low? Well, Smokey and Nay. Uh, so I was a little distracted by the name. <laughs> how do I comfort you when you're having... How do you support Nicole at times she's feeling anxious or low? Oh. Um, I feel like typically when those happen, it's... The best way I can describe it is like my mind like switches gears in mm -hmm. terms of now... I was on sleeper mode, but, like, as soon as, like, you enter an emotional state, it's like, oh, third gear. <laughs> <laughs> and then it just turns into this, um, I don't know, the next 10 or 15 minutes is just me spouting everything I know about, like, self-development or, like, I don't know. Typically when it comes to you, it's just finding the root of the problem mm -hmm. and then exposing it to you. Yeah. And then eventually once we find out what that is, it's only a matter of time before the anxiety eventually ebbs away. Yeah. Ueda Key says, what has long distance taught you both? Oh, you want to go first? Sure. Um, I think long distance has taught me um, how to be more independent. And it's interesting because I would have told anyone who asked me, like if prior to long distance, like if someone was like, oh, do you consider yourself an independent person? I would have said yes. Um, and I still do to an extent, but I feel like I'm more of an independent person in the sense of like how I deal with things and like how I go about like my anxieties, because although you do support me and you do make me feel, um, loved and supported, 
there are times when like you're not gonna be able to you know talk to me or whatever or why, why are you looking at me like that yeah, it's because we've talked about this before because there will be a yeah. point where i will not be here because yeah. as we both have guessed correctly i'm going to probably die before you do at some <laughs> point i'm also i'm also the type of person who like doesn't want to burden anyone else and you've never made me feel like it was a burden but i've always you know me i overthink things so i'm always like oh i don't want to bother him but then you end up asking me what's wrong anyway because you always know well so... it's not like you veil it incredibly well it's hard to hide how i'm feeling yeah guys very, tell very me if you've hard. heard this one before <sighs> i'm sorry uh babe what's that oh nothing nothing <sighs> okay i'm I sorry didn't... well i'm sorry i didn't think i quite caught that no trust me babe it's fine and then a minute or two goes by i just uh, okay yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> I don't do it that dramatic, though. Come on. Here's the it's, thing, it's though. It's coming is... from a place that I don't want to be a burden. <laughs> like, but here's the thing, though. Is that Why? You, What's the thing? If there are rocks or debris in the way, you can't just, like, cover them in, like, a nice, like, rug and be like, yeah, there's nothing under here. Because you got to move the rocks before you got to proceed, you I know? I know, I know, and... Just because you put a nice Persian over it does not mean it disappears. <laughs> I'm actually Peruvian, but... What does that have to do with anything <laughs> I just said? You said nice Persian, like the rug. I was making a joke. Anyway, yeah, you're right. What has long distance taught you, babe? Patience. <laughs> humility. Respect. Honor. Wisdom. Strength. Courage. Temperance. Adjectives. <laughs> temperance is my favorite tarot card. Anyway, continue. Oh, are you... Oh, I forget sometimes. <laughs> I forget sometimes what kind of girl you are. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not Very like much a tarot girls. card reading, stone collecting, moon gazing. We're the witches you didn't burn. <laughs> <laughs> um, what did I learn from long distance? Um, I know I was half kidding when I said it, but yeah. patience and humility, I think, are the biggest ones for me. Yeah. In terms of... Um, we both go through days... Mm-hmm. sometimes you go through a good day and I don't and vice versa. Yeah. So it's the idea um, that we're never going to quite connect sometimes, I think. Mm-hmm. So it's the idea of if I'm riding a high and you're riding a low and we intersect with each other, I think it's important to be like, oh, I don't want your shitty day to affect my good one. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to cut it short here. So I think it gets to the point where there's a bit of sacrifice we both do on our parts. Like, okay. I'm willing to bring myself down to the middle mm-hmm. so we can raise you up to meet me. And then we could both yeah. climb to the top. Yeah. Yeah. Bop to the cute. top. Bop to the top. Don't stop. Okay. Um, Stid Pozor TV. This is in Russian. Oh, Stid Pozor TV. Yeah. <laughs> Says, do you ever get jealous of Nicole's guy friends? And then there's another question asking from someone else asking if I get jealous of your friends. You have first. friends? Shut up. <laughs> um, what would be an example of a guy friend that I would be threatened by that you can think of? I mean, a guy friend I can think of on the top of my head who is not gay, because a lot of my male friends are. Which is why I'm Nick. not typically bar- bothered by uh, Nick. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, don't, I think it's because you knew Nick even before you knew me. Yeah. So if that was something that went on in the past, which I don't think it did. No. Did it? No. <laughs> I don't know. It would it would be out of place for me to be like, oh, you and Nick, huh? Like, I, 
in terms of that situation, like, I got here, you've known Nick longer than I have. So, in terms of, like, jealousy, I can't be jealous. I can't show up and be like, oh, who's this guy? And get him kicked off the team. But also, you like, you hung out with us all as friends, too, first. So, I feel like you know Nick. I feel like Nick's a bad example. Yeah, I think we need to get to the root of it, though. If you did have a guy friend, let's call him the fifth Hemsworth brother. Okay. Would I be jealous of that? Um, I don't know if I'm necessarily jealous. Like the jealous type, but I don't. I don't think you are necessarily. Think I've been put into a situation where I would be jealous. Oh yeah. Like I'm sure there are dudes out there that I would be jealous of, or like I may envy like a uh, asset they have, or like a virtue or quality they possess. But it's never like, oh, I better step it up, or I might lose Nicole here. I'm never worried about that. See, so. I read that as, like, not, like, do you get jealous of them because you wish you were them, but I read that more of, like, do you get jealous of Nicole's guy friends who are in the same state as her? Oh. Because, like, we're long distance. So mm-hmm. that's how I read that, but that's a good point, too. I, you keep saying long distance. It feels weird it's, to it's, think of it like that. Yeah. Because it doesn't necessarily feel like that because I talk to you every day. Yeah, that's true. And so when I actually flew in to see you, I'm like, when was the last time I actually physically saw Nicole? A month ago at yeah, the wedding. It was a month ago, but it almost but feels... But it doesn't feel like that. No. I feel like we do a really good job of that. Yeah. Um, Like keeping up with the relationship. And the Kardashians. <laughs> um, I would like to say I don't get jealous of Tristan's girlfriends because... Um, I actually, I met, I think I've met all of your girlfriends, mm-hmm. um, friends who are girls. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to clarify. And they like you better than they like me. They what? They like you better than they like me. <laughs> That's not true. You know how, I'm not jealous of your guy friends. I'm jealous of you stealing my <laughs> girlfriends. That's what I think it is. I just think, I love all of Tristan's friends. Who Women, <laughs> men, whatever. I, I, I. I mean, I've only met, really, the women that you're friends with, and I love all of them, and I would go so far as to say that they're not my friends, too, um, and because they were just so welcoming, like, when I went there in April, and, you know, Burke, Lex, if you're listening, anyone else out there, I love you, um, but, yeah, I, I don't get jealous of your friends because I know how, like, good of people they are. And also I trust you. So it's not like I'm like, oh, what are, what are they doing? Like every time you're like, oh, I'm going to go hang out with Lexi. I'm like, tell her, hey, <laughs> like, you know, uh, or you guys FaceTime me together. So there's nothing to like really be jealous of. Um, I mean, obviously, like in relationships that, you know, aren't or not even relationships that aren't like in proximity to each other, but like relationships in general, I feel like you can have a lot of intrusive thoughts. I, I think obviously that's that's a, a natural thing to to experience. But my if I have intrusive thoughts, it's never it's never something like dealing with your friends. It's like just my anxiety creeping in. Mm-hmm. So, how do you not get jealous of each other's successes? And that was asked by oh, also Smokey and Nay. Welcome back, <laughs> <laughs> Smokey and Nay. <laughs> Electric two boogaloo. <laughs> I used to get jealous of the fact that like you were in Utah and everything was so much better than it was in California. Don't like, say that during the pandemic. All right, if you live here in California, things in Utah are just as bad as they are in California, so just stay put. <laughs> Don't move. Um, I mean, I feel like, yes, we both come from, like, a performance. Uh, the theater kids. Yeah, we're both, like, performing people. Uh, performers. Jesus Christ. Um, 
but like your career goals and aspirations are different from mine but even if they weren't like ignore me continue did you just spill that's not important right now. <laughs> um even if they weren't different i feel like there's no competition because yeah there's no competition there's no competition because we're not going for the same roles you know like it makes me happy oh you think so babe it makes me happy to see you succeeding and so happy so and i feel like Babe, you don't think I could be Dorothy in the new Wizard of the Oz reboot? Wizard of the Oz? Yeah, they have to change the title just a little bit. <laughs> Wizard of the Oz. If you want to be Dorothy, if you want to audition, I think you should go for it. Toto? <laughs> you came down from the big bubble. Okay, there's no need to be a show-off. Yeah, I don't even know if I just answered it. What do you think about that? I don't know how to answer this. Um, I tried, but can I have some of that? Sure. Thank you. Have my seltzer. Um, in terms of jealousy, mm -hmm. being jealous of anybody else, I don't know. It's like saying that I don't appreciate how my journey is going, so I'm yeah. just going to envy someone else's. And it being, looking at someone else and looking at their progress, it doesn't make me kick the dirt at my own prospects. Yeah. It just makes me want to buckle down harder. Yeah. Like, oh, this is where we're at in the race. Mm -hmm. So it's not so much of me being jealous of what you'd go through it's just a reminder of am i doing everything i need to be doing yeah so that it's still an even race right but this isn't just with you specifically i would say it's with anybody i know who's also in the same career field yeah and like part friends exactly part of me thinks that's even healthy i would argue it's the it's a competitiveness it's something that you hold yourself to mm -hmm. Next question. How do you deal with toxic exes? And this is asked by Lena Kalinevskia. Lena Kalinevskia. Sorry, I butchered that. You've got to put the juice <laughs> into it. Um, how do I deal with toxic exes? Yeah. I don't think I do. I don't like the idea of calling everything toxic yeah. just because it's opposed to I you. I think calling, it to calling something toxic has now become a trend that's toxic. Mm -hmm. And it's not... I'm at a point where I'm sure people would consider my actions toxic just because it's counter to what they wanted as well. Right. So I would never want anybody who was ever in a previous relationship to think that I, like, bemoan <laughs> the relationship. Or, exactly. Yeah. I really don't because I don't know if I... I rarely mention any situation I'm in. And if I do, it's usually through, like, the lens of, yeah, that happened. I have, like some traumas from a past relationship like that you know about mm -hmm. but i wouldn't go so far as to say that i i like hate him mm -hmm. but also i don't deal with him i think there's something important to that as well where it's not just how do you deal with the toxic exes mm -hmm. it's how do you deal with a past that doesn't completely agree with who you are now mm -hmm. and so part of that has to be Forgiving yourself for all the things that you've done to other people. Yeah. But also forgiving the other person for doing the exact same things to you. And I don't think you'll ever be in a healthy relationship again unless you learn to let the past be the past. Listen. Okay. The past, the past is the past, is the past okay? okay? Siddhartha Gautama put it best where basically life is <laughs> endless pain. <laughs> and basically... You can choose to hold on to the things that are worth feeling pain over.
Let's see. How do you know if long distance is worth it? That's a good question. So anybody who would ever be in a long distance relationship, they probably ask themselves this question all the time because it's a big commitment. So I think some things that are important to consider are, does this have a definitive end date End date to yeah. when it'll be a regular relationship over long distance? Yeah. So I think that's probably one of the most important things. So establishing that date and then knowing that it may be tough right now, but at least you're working towards something. Yeah, That's the most important part. I would say the second most important part is telling yourself if long distance is worth it, if this person is worth waiting for, then it should be easier than yeah, anything. Like a no-brainer. Yeah. yeah. If you're asking yourself, if you're doubting, it's okay to have doubts. Yeah. But I don't think you should act rashly because you may be out of luck then because yeah. as soon as that long distance relationship ends and you're on that free market again you may never catch that boat again like the, that person yeah Aww. yeah i think it, it's also important to add in there that like you have to go in with clear expectations which do you think we had clear expectations it's hard to it's, gauge our our situation's a little different yeah also it's hard to imagine what my old self would think about anything. I can only tell you what I would think now. Yeah. Uh, Franny says, sounds cheesy, but what's your favorite thing about each other? I, it, it, this sounds cheesy to answer it this way, but I have a lot of things that I love about Tristan. Um, Lame. But yeah, so stupid. (laughs) Shut up. Attachment. Um, (laughs) But I, off the top of my head, the first thing I can think of is, that he makes me, like, genuinely laugh, like, belly laugh. Not just, like, a, oh, I feel bad for this guy. I'm in a pity laugh. Can you give us an example of a Nicole Coke belly laugh? No, it's embarrassing. <laughs> oh, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, that's, like, one of the things that, that off the top of my head I can think of. But also, um, I think that one of the most important things is that he makes me feel very supportive and grounded or supported and grounded um i think we discussed earlier how i'm like the more emotional mm-hmm. partner which tends to be really in a heterosexual relationship it, the woman does scientifically statistically speaking tend to be the more emotional <laughs> my favorite answer is to just say like on the bell curve because there are some where it's the total reverse but on the bell curve yeah. more often than not people who listen to this would be like oh yeah i could see that yeah but um yeah Tristan makes me feel very grounded and, and safe and supported, so. I like that you inspire me to be a better person. Because watching you fuck up so much <laughs> <laughs> makes me think only if she can get up after that, there's nothing I can't do. <laughs> oh, this question's never going to be answered. I know. It's... I love that I get to joke and laugh with you. Mm-hmm. And that even though you go through it, I love the opportunity to pull you back up, if that makes sense. It's like you're my hero, and I'm just I'm just like your support character. Like, I'm just here to, like, give you, like, buffs. Aw. Yeah. Pats on the back. So I like taking care of you, I think. Not to say, like, a child or, like, yeah. a puppy or animal, but... It feels nice to care for the people you love. 
and you give me so many opportunities to care for you. This is not working out in my favor. I'm still confused on the answer. <laughs> Uh, okay, let me... We have to cut half of that out. What do you mean? <laughs> I was going to say, I like how you... You allow me to be free. That's what I think the big overarching thing is, is that you can let me run on a tangent, just be a total asshat, and you don't run for the hills. Um, how do you navigate each other's love languages? I think we figured out ours are the same, right? Physical touch and quality time? Um... Or was it words of affirmation? Mine was, we had physical touch in common. I know that for sure. So physical touch. Mm -hmm. um, I like to make sure that the people I'm close to are not ghostly apparitions. That's very important to me. Um, physical touch, closeness, or quality time. That's the one. Yeah, I don't know. How do we navigate it? I mean, we just kind of like made each other aware. Actually, I think we took the, we took the quiz together, didn't we? It's one of those things is that they were already in common anyways. Yeah. So it's not like it's it... Not we didn't have to do much work. It wasn't a hitch. Yeah. It, it's, it smoothed over easily in yeah. terms of transitioning from best friendship into relationship. Yeah. Can you please explain your breakup? I'm confused. I thought you were dating this whole time. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that did happen. Um, I think we already did explain it. We that. did explain it, didn't we? Uh, in terms of we broke up primarily because I was not going to move back to Los Angeles and mm -hmm. I was not going to make you move to Utah mm -hmm. for the sake of being in a relationship with yeah. little old me. Yeah. So um, it's one of those catch and release situations where, yes. excuse me. <laughs> there are dogs on the other side of the door. We thought they were chill. <laughs> they were not. Um, but it got to the point where we got in touch again. And it became apparent eventually where Nicole was looking for a change in her life. And so, of her own volition, she decided to choose. I like when you pull your hair back like that. Thank you. Um, yeah, but I got to the point where I think you're just tired of living in California. Something about the rat race just put you off. So, mm -hmm. I thought you came to Utah and you loved it so much. I loved it so much. Utah loved me too. And, and I kept getting signs. That's what I was going to say. Like, you kept receiving signals from the universe, like, it's time to go, girl. Yes. Yeah. And then I went to see my favorite um, tarot reader slash light worker, Paula, and she told me the same thing, that I needed to move before I even told her that I wanted to move. So there we go. Now we're here. Tristan broke up with me for reasons I didn't understand at the time, but since we've talked it through, I completely get it. Um, and it had nothing to do with me, so, you know, I was fine with that. Um, <laughs> nothing to do with me in the sense of, like, I didn't do anything wrong. It was all the times you asked me if I would still love you if you were a worm. <laughs> um, a couple weeks ago, I was just having, like, one of those, like, weeks where I was just in a funk. Oh, there's a dog. Um, and I was just, like, sad for no reason. Like, Tristan literally didn't do anything to make me think that he was gonna break up with me but like in my anxious state I was like oh my gosh like this is it um and I was just like uh are you sure you still like me or something like that and then he was like what I love you and I was like okay cool just like you know because sometimes especially if you're like the less secure partner in the relationship like as far as like me being the one with anxiety and the one who overthinks um sometimes you need that affirmation you know and just like the reassurance so Tristan was able to give that to me as well as some sarcasm. And he was like, the only way I could ever stop loving you 
is if you asked me if I'd still love you if you were a worm. <laughs> so, this is by Doug AF. When is the time you remember being supported by your partner? I would say when my friend passed. Well, I guess our friend, but yeah. You dropped everything, uh, came to visit me. Yeah. I definitely needed you there, so I was glad you did that. I'm glad you told me that I could do whatever I want when I asked you if I could come. Mm -hmm. Because if you had told me no, I still would have come. <laughs> but I would have felt bad about that it. That would have been metal as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but I would have felt really bad about it. I don't know, babe. It was your first, you know, loss. I just wanted to be there for you. It was the thing because it always existed on the periphery for me in terms of I've had no significant loss on in my life so far. But I know that's only a matter of time. A time I remember being supported by Tristan was, I mean, recently when I asked you if you were sure you still liked me. And you don't, you, it's nice because you don't talk to me like I'm stupid for feeling the way that I, that my anxiety is making me feel. You just talk to me like I'm a normal person, which is nice. It's nice to get that in my current relationship because in past relationships, I don't, I didn't have that. Kiara Pardon says, how do you go about paying for things? I pay for everything. No, you don't. Yeah. Everything I can pay for, I do pay for. But I fight you on it. Yeah, but like with very limp wrists. <laughs> oh, stop it. Stop it. Oh, come no, on. I'll get next one. I no, promise. that is not it at all. <laughs> no, Usually... we had we went to Denny's earlier and you Venmoed me for half of yeah. it. So even if I pay for it, sometimes <laughs> I won't even check my Venmo account. So I'll be like... Oh, I'm a little strapped right now. Let me check my Venmo. Like 200 bucks of just <laughs> untransmitted Venmo. Uh, I mean, if you're like, hey, please let me pay. Like when you took me out to dinner in Salt Lake and we had the date night. Ooh. Uh, that was such good food. Mm. Um, and you were like, please, this is my treat. Like, I want to take us out. A lot of the times I will be stubborn and I don't let people take care of me a lot. So Now, put sunglasses. Where do you think that stems from? You have glasses right here and you didn't put them on. What happened to yes and? <laughs> okay, let's see. Uh, Tristan, did you really think Nicole could win Maxim? <laughs> oh. Um, see, this is a bad question because we're not going to like the answer to it. But, hear but me there's out. a reason for it. There's a 100% reason for it. So, Nicole entered into a contest for Maxim. Basically, it's where you post several pictures as not well. Not anything naked, not anything scandalous. Well, not for you, but here's the thing about Maxim, though, is that it's the more provocative the image, I think, the better it did for in terms of natural votes. Yes. So, that was one way to vote. Another way to vote would be basically paying for votes. Mm -hmm. So, if that doesn't tell you the game's sort of rigged from the start, yeah. then I wouldn't... It got to the point where I was contributing some. I would never specify the amount. And it was not You didn't even tell me that until recently. And, and it was I'm not so mad at you. I know. And it was not necessarily because I thought you could win from the get go, because I know how competitions like that work and it's not gonna be It's not even that I thought I could win from the get go. I just wanted to try, you know. Yeah, and like even being one in a million means still there's like two hundred and seventeen people out there like you. You know, yeah. some math like that. The point yeah. is, is that when it comes to games of numbers, the individual will lose 99.99% of the time. So it was a lottery chance, but also 
in the way that it was structured. It was through several rounds. So I'm like, yeah, what? I made it to the final round. Yeah. So I wanted to see you succeed, but also I can only do so much before I'm like, you know what? Let's let it rest in fate's hands and see how it works out. Mm-hmm. Also, it was donating to a good cause. Yeah, it was. So I wasn't. It's a write-off. We're good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> who reached out to who after the breakup? I don't remember. You did. I did? Yeah, you did. Wow. Over Instagram stories. Did I say anything? Probably. Was I charming or like I would demure? have to. I think you just said something like, how have you been? Or it was just like, hey, but with like four Ys. DTF? Hey. Question mark? <laughs> I think you, you up? <laughs> you just said something like, how have you been? And I was just, I answered honestly. And I was doing good at the time. I thought I had more screenshots than Let this. Me. Let me stall for time. Tell some jokes while I look through. Okay. This is from the worst 202 dad jokes that will make your kids cringe from thedad.com. First question. When does a joke turn into a, into a dad joke? When the dad says it? When it becomes apparent. I fucking hate <laughs> you. Got it. Is this going to how you're, you're how, whoa, (laughs) words, is this how you're going to speak with our children? Just like embarrass them and. No, I'm going to speak to them like I'm their boss. (laughs) So I'll be like, all right, you've had a rough third quarter, my man. I don't know if any of this is usable. (laughs) Oh God. Uh, What the hell? Do you wish Nicole was shorter? Yes. (laughs) Just because if he ever pissed me off, I could just pick you up and put you on a shelf. What the heck? Like, how small are we talking here? I don't know. I just said, do you wish Nicole was shorter? Yeah, but like, like how much, though? I don't know. How much do you wish I was shorter? I'm only 5'9". Um, if you're 5'9", probably like 5 feet shorter. Just 9 inches just tall. Nine inches. <laughs> like a little action figure. But you figure. wouldn't love me! You're not a worm! I'd be a worm! <laughs> What do you think a worm is besides something that's smaller than you? What are you going as for Halloween? Oh, we could say it because Halloween is literally tomorrow and um, we, this, this will be up after Halloween. So Goebbels and Epstein. Who do you think's Goebbels? We're going to be Pikachu (laughs) and Ash Ketchum. (laughs) Um, and god damn, it took me forever to find that freaking hat. Would you rather it be hot or cold? What? <laughs> Just says would you rather what it be is it? hot or cold. I guess the weather? My soup? <laughs> That's good soup. <laughs> I think I could ask those. What is something you've always wanted to try in bed? Having the covers for once. <laughs> Waking up in the morning, covered. Oh, I'd love to try that, babe. That'd be so crazy. What are you talking about? You're always overheating. Yeah, it's. we've talked about this ad nauseum. It's not about the heat. It's about the comfort. Ad nauseum is like the phrase you use, ad nauseum. Don't you fucking turn this back on me, okay? (laughs) Answer the question. Um, Something I'd like to try in bed is... um, I don't think I've ever had Moroccan food. I'm not laughing. Yes, you are! (laughs) 
I think I'd probably like to not get... Just come up with, like, a random, like, word, like, the corkscrew mermaid. <laughs> Love to try that out. I'd like to not get elbowed in the, in the gut. Oh, the yeah. <laughs> For those that don't know, most would not Nobody know. Nobody would know. Yeah. I'm a sleep fighter. I fight in my sleep. <laughs> it's like, I'm, like, 12 rings in with Mike Tyson, and I'm one to win. And I'm Mike Tyson, apparently. And you're Mike Tyson. <laughs> Yeah, I'll just wake up and she's trying to chew my ear off. What's your favorite thing to do together? I like cooking with you. I like cooking too, but also... But not with you. <laughs> <laughs> my, my answer's a little lazier. I like looking and sharing like TikToks with you. Like just sitting on the couch. Memes! Yes. Name a place you each want to go to if money was not involved. Wait, let me think of this. Okay. Same answer. Three, two, one. Japan. Oh. <laughs> Did you say canes? Yeah. <laughs> Baby, money is not involved and you want to go f- drive 24 miles to canes? If money wasn't an issue, I would just buy my own canes. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. Can't argue with that one. Yo, I was Japan. Ramen, babe. You love ramen. Oh, wait, I do. Wait, I want to take it back. I'm like the, the guy that made one of the wishes for the genie that he regretted. <laughs> What is Nicole best at, and what, and I guess, what are you best at? Hmm. I don't know what that means, like, in what context. Um, I like your self-care routine. Oh. Yeah. So, like, you always have, you always make room to journal, or to meditate, or, yeah, or, like, a skincare routine as well. Mm-hmm. You're usually very on top of that. Also, uh, dressing yourself. This comes from the perspective of someone who wears shirts and jeans every day. Seeing someone, like, step it up a little bit, yeah. I don't know, makes me think, like, oh, maybe I can do better, but then I don't want to, so here we are. What is Tristan best at? I'm pretty good at everything. You're pretty good at, like, bringing up the mood. Yeah. You know? Which is interesting, because I would consider you introverted. hmm But, like... Ew, I don't want to say, you're an extroverted introvert. No, you're introverted with extroverted tendencies. It's almost as if there are more ambiverts out in the world Mm -hmm. than introverts and extroverts. Everybody's stronger towards one, so that's what they call themselves. But in reality, the majority of us, I'll say 80%, are all ambiverts, meaning we're both. So, I would say there are certain settings where I can thrive in, in terms of using some extroverted superpowers. What is the best gift the other person has ever given you? Hmm. Um, what? I can think of the worst one. <laughs> On three, I know what it is. One, one two, two, three. three. 25 cents. What? what? <laughs> Wait, you thought that was the worst gift you've ever given me? I gave you 25 cents as a gift? You... <laughs> what the fuck? For my 25th birthday, you... Didn't even tape it. It, like, fell out. You put a quarter, as a joke, in a fucking card and gave me that for my birthday. Oh, my God. I'm so clever. (laughs) And I literally opened this shit. Oh, my God. I was so mad. It's not that I was mad, but I just was like, oh, haha. I think it's because, like, reflecting on that, I was so not happy about turning another year older. Like, I didn't want to be in my mid-20s. So I was, like, harboring some sort of resentment internally 
because you were of that. mad that that little charming card I got you. The, well, the card first of all said, um, "Another year closer to death." No, probably. no, it said Mazel Tov. Congratulations on your bar mitzvah. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that was my birthday card phase where I would just get people birthday cards that were contrary to what they were doing. <laughs> so he gives me this card. I open it. It says, Mazel Tov, congratulations on your bar mitzvah, which is not even the correct. Anyway, obviously, that's right up my alley of humor. Like, it's so funny. And then out comes this quarter, and I'm like, oh, that's that's really fucking funny. Okay. And he's like, yeah, but we're and then we can go to dinner later. I was like, okay, all better. <laughs> But yeah, I was harboring a lot of internal resentment or resentment about turning 25 internally that I never talked about. And now I'm fine. But um, best gift you've ever given me. Don't think too long. Jesus. I'm trying to think of what you've given me. Gave me the pearl necklace. You gave me 25 cents. I met you at the Grand Canyon once upon a time. That was the best gift that you've ever given me. Really I don't like mon- like physical gifts. I like experiences. I was going to say, yeah, I'm not a big fan of physical like gifts myself. That was by far, because you took the time to drive again to meet me somewhere. What was interesting is I think we accomplished that like on a weekend, right? Yeah. So basically it was 11 The weekend hours, bef- right before my birthday. It was 11 hours there, 11 hours back. So effectively a full day just on the road driving. Mm-hmm. And I just remember that. like The entire weekend it felt like we were chasing the sun. In terms of the best gift you've given me, um, she got me this leather toiletry bag. <laughs> you love that thing. I do love that thing. Um, but also, you got me like this, this haberdashery case essentially, which is like something that holds all my watches and like my spare jewelry. It displays and I, them really nicely. Yeah, and I literally keep it by my door because it's where I keep my keys and my wallet. Um, so I would say that one, just because it's been the most practical gift I think I've ever received. You like giving practical gifts, too. Yes. If you're going to give a gift, you want it to be practical. Yes. I don't want to give someone something that they're either A, not going to fully appreciate, or B, not even going to use. Do you want to say anything else? Um, I hate you. Oh, good. I hate you so very much. Yeah? Yeah. Cool. I hate your long, dark hair, mm-hmm. your <laughs> pale as white skin. Mm-hmm. The green eyes, mm-hmm. the tall, elegant form, your belly laugh. Mm-hmm. I hate it all. Hate it all. Mm-hmm. That's unfortunate. Because mm-hmm. you're stuck with it, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Who's this character? I was trying to pull like a Jim Carrey, but. Oh my god! Tristan is Jim Carrey. Sorry, I just want to say that. Um, what? <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's your father. I'm pretty sure. Well, if he is, he's got a lot like, to explain for all that milk he's owing me. There is no way you're not related somehow. <laughs> I don't want to end, but I don't know what else to say. Um, what's your biggest takeaway from this session? My biggest takeaway from this is that a lot of people don't know as much about our relationship as they comment that they do it's almost as if we don't brag about it oh that was another question i saw that i forgot to ask Hmm. that's okay it was asking about like posting a relationship on social media like someone said like why do i post a lot of things but you don't oh it's because i don't use my instagram ever yeah that's really simple um yeah i mean i don't know i'm proud to be with you and i love you and that's 
That's all that matters. <laughs> Safe psych right now. I can't, man. <laughs> I mean it. Man, me too. Oh, man. Man. Thank you, everyone, so much for listening. For your patience. For your patience, for your understanding. Do you want to plug anything, babe? Like, you don't really use social media, but... Um... Actually, yeah, follow Critical Role. Um, they just started their third campaign. Woohoo! It's freaking awesome. And it's incredible. Uh, for your for people new to nerddom or D and D, I think it's worth checking out. Just because you get to see a bunch of nerdy ass voice actors play Dungeons and Dragons. God, I hope they hear this. <laughs> Thank you everyone so much for listening. If you liked today's episode and want a part two, let me know. Um, or if you don't, that's fine too. Tristan! Hmm? If you feel so inclined, please go ahead and rate and review the podcast on Apple and Spotify. Or I think it was worth three stars, right? Wherever, at least three stars. Wherever you can rate and review would be very nice. I love you. Thank you for coming on my podcast. I love you too, babe. <gasps> Why'd you kiss your hand? I. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you hate me? Why are like... you like this? <laughs> Why are you like this? I fucking knew you didn't do it. <laughs> I was like, never has a fake space bar slap been more apparent to me. Sorry. Well, no, here, keep going. It's still going. Oh my god. <laughs> when will it end? Death, baby. Till death you was fart. Till death you was fart. <laughs> end the podcast. Set me free. <laughs> Is this hell? Is this my penance? Is this your penance? No, but hell's gonna be so much fun with you. Mm.